I'm Rose Eveleth, and you're listening to the Science Line Podcast. This is the sound of science. In 2001, the show Fear Factor premiered on NBC. The premise was to get people to perform stunts for money. Some of those things were scary, like jumping off a building or walking along a beam between two skyscrapers. Other stunts were gross, like being covered in rats or eating animal brains or genitals. The show tapped into two distinct emotions. Fear, <coughs> like the title brags about, and disgust. <coughs> you ever eat a bug? Some researchers have suggested that, unlike fear, disgust is a uniquely human emotion. We feel disgust for a lot of things, from eating cow brains to seeing someone cheat on their partner. But where does this emotion come from, and why do we have it? There have been theories about disgust for a long time, and one of the recently dominant ideas proposed that things we find disgusting fall into four domains. Core disgust protects the body from contamination, things like dirt and mold and sick people. Interpersonal disgust protects the soul and social order, things like promiscuous sex. Moral disgust protects society, things like stealing or cheating. An animal reminder disgust protects the soul from recognizing the body's animal nature, things like death and wounds. Uh, corpses, so dead bodies, so these obviously threaten uh, to remind you that you're going to die someday and you're just an animal. Um, wounds, so things that actually expose the inside of the body and show, uh, you know, on the inside there's not glowing balls of light, so to speak, but on the inside uh, we're obviously mortal animals. Um, they argue that sexuality elicits animal reminder disgust because, again, it's an animal kind of uh, activity. That's Joshua Tiber, a psychologist at the University of New Mexico. He wasn't so sure about these domains. From, from, an evolution, from a modern evolutionary perspective, it's difficult to perceive, uh, to think of natural selection actually encouraging the evolution of these kinds of uh, terror management, anxiety-reducing kind of activities. Tiber proposed a different way of categorizing disgusting things, this time into three groups, moral disgust, sexual disgust, and pathogen disgust, things he thought would be evolutionarily advantageous to evolve a repulsion for. To test his three-category idea, Tiber asked his study participants to list 15 things they found disgusting. He got 105 distinct answers, everything from seeing mold on the leftovers in your refrigerator, touching a stranger's feet, hearing two strangers having sex, touching a dead body, seeing someone's bone sticking out of their leg, stealing from a neighbor, a student cheating, an opposite-sex stranger intentionally rubbing your thigh in the elevator, bringing someone you just met back to your room to have sex knowing you will never see them again. He eliminated things that everybody found disgusting. Eating someone else's vomit. And the things that were way too specific to be useful. I, I won't quite go into some of the rather creative sexual uh, answers that people gave. Eventually, he had a list of 58 uniquely gross things, and he asked a different set of participants to rank those things from zero, not disgusting at all, to six, extremely disgusting. He found that the three categories he predicted, moral, mating, and microbes, did in fact group together. Let's look at pathogen disgust. Basically, why do we find dead bodies, rotting food, feces, phlegm, vomit, blood, and semen really gross? Tiber thinks it's because all of those things could easily make us sick. And to avoid them, we evolved a reaction to make us steer clear. Disgust. Take food, for example. 
Uh, humans can eat a lot of things. Most of the things that you could possibly encounter in the world that you can think about putting in your mouth, there's not a lot of benefit towards putting those things in their mouth. They might damage your teeth. They might damage your internal organs. They might have a disease threat. Uh, basically, anytime you put something in your mouth, you're risking uh, infectious disease because microbes are on a lot of surfaces in the environment. And only when you actually perceive there being benefits, nutritional and caloric benefits from doing so, uh, should you. We avoid dead bodies and open wounds for the same reason. When uh, an organism dies, basically their immune, sh- their immune system shuts down and it can be colonized rapidly by highly infectious bacteria that people would normally fight off. Um, and uh, being around, touching, and generally not avoiding corpses is a really good way to get uh, severely ill. The cool thing about this is that it didn't matter whether people knew what was making them sick or not. Natural selection would really uh, design a fairly poor system. It's implausible to think about it designing this if you had to have a conscious awareness of these things. Up until the germ theory of disease, people didn't really know (laughs) that there were these infectious microbes on everything, but that didn't somehow make them feel like eating feces or something like that. The system doesn't uh, at all require that people uh, understand the underlying methods of disease transmission. So for those of you who might be a little squeamish around blood or weird foods, never fear. Your body is actually trying to tell you something, and you might want to listen. This podcast has been brought to you by ScienceLine.org. I'm Rose Eveleth. Thanks for listening.